Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparting 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 31. And um, hey, let's just go straight to the panel. Let me start off with Steph. Steph, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good after today's game. Um, even though it was a shitty game, I was expecting uh, to be uh, the dynamics to be a little bit different, but uh, the pitch was very heavy. Uh, it's been raining a lot in Portugal, and uh, it was kind of an ugly game, but we won, and that's all that matters. So second year in a row that we reached the final in uh, the League Cup, so I'm very happy. Yeah, same here, and uh, we're also joined. Um, he was a he was a guest uh, here uh, quite a while ago. I want to say September, October-ish, but now the newest member of Sporting 160 EN team, uh christian chris how you doing bro doing good man uh second straight year uh hopefully that we can win the task of the liga strictly on uh, penalty kicks so (laughs) take it anywhere we can get it eggs for sure for sure um but before we get into today's game uh we're gonna talk about the mood dance game that happened over the weekend sparkling won two one at home uh the starting 11 was as follows Acuña, Mathieu, Kwach, and Ristovski in the defense. Uh, Gudeli, Bruno Fernandes, and Wendell in the midfield with Nani, Diaby, and Bazdost up top. Um, Steph, I'll start off with you. What did you think of the game, bro? Well, the, the game was... Um, we, we, the, the first half, we, we played really well. And I was uh, very content with the, uh, uh, the performance of our team. And... Um, and and then all of a sudden in the second half, I don't know what happened. It's like we, we, uh, we, we unlearn everything that the coach uh, taught the, the team. So it's completely two different, two different halves. Like an amazing first half and a second half very shitty. Um, I mean, we came blazing, winning two nothing. And Nani scored a minute three, and then Bruno Fernandes at minute twenty six. And then Iriberto, and another distraction from our defense. Uh, I'm getting sick of it, actually. Uh, they scored a two-one, and then you give them, you give, you give them hope. Uh, uh, Mudeirense is a, a, a decent team. Um, they uh, they have fast, really fast. Uh, like uh, Iriberto Tavares is actually on a loan from Benfica, if I'm not mistaken. And um, this kid is fast. And uh, he's been scoring a lot of goals for Mudeirense. He's uh, the bread and butter of uh, Mudeirense, actually. Um, so the second half, I was like, oh, my God. No Vaisirunda kills Diaz. They tied the last minute with a lucky goal. You never know. You let them lingering around. You're asking for, for trouble. It wasn't the case. We still retained the victory. We won to one. I was very happy about that. We played on a uh, 4-4-2. Uh, which is one of the favorite uh, tactics uh, from Kaiser. Um, I was I was excited to see that uh, Luis Felipe was called, made the uh, the squad list, and Francisco Gerals. Um, Francisco Gerals didn't didn't play. Luis Felipe didn't play. Um, I was expecting them, but I understand why they didn't play because it was such a close game. I think if they didn't cancel that uh, the um, the third goal uh, from Rafinha, 
I think they I think they would have uh, played, but that third goal that was uh, canceled, and I have no clue why. It was such a close call, so close, so close, so close, and when in doubt, you have to favor the attack. And but it's funny. I mean, everybody else complains about about the VAR, but if we do it, it's like oh my god. But all the other ones have to do is hey, this referee shouldn't be a referee anymore, and actually they they quit. Like, <laughs> so that's amazing, ain't it? The powers they at B. Yeah, you just you just but, have to say, hey, it's guys don't have a pita marujogs, and they, that's it. They quit. You know what it is though. Um, RTP didn't say uh, that they quit. He said they said that uh, Verissimo está castigado. Like that was the wording that they used. Because um, even me and my dad were confused. Because at first we heard Veranda say like, oh, he took a leave of absence. But then after like the next report right after that, RTP said Verissimo castigado, and we were like, oh, okay, what the fuck? And that's even worse. But anyways, Steph, continue. Yeah, but, any, but anyway, so that, that's all I got to say about the game. I don't know what's going on with uh, with Bas Dost. He's, uh, yeah. uh, apparently, today he came in. Uh, we'll talk about it, but uh, on the Liga game against Braga, he, he came in for a few minutes. Uh, apparently, is um, he's, he's, uh, he's got fatigue going on on his uh, muscles. Mm -hmm. uh, he had all kinds of fucking tape on his legs and shit. Yeah. So, so you know, uh, it's it's a good addition that we have uh, Luis uh, Flip. So, so now he can he can help out Bash Dust a little bit, and uh, Freddy Montero is back as well. But yeah. uh, they don't want himself to be injured his uh, left ankle, the, and that's why he wasn't called for the that's the league of games. It's nothing but that. It's nothing to do with uh, a coach's decision. It's because of medical reasons. And that's it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Chris, give me your two cents on the uh, Spartan 2 Muridens 1 game. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that, uh, you know, as Sporting fans, uh, you know, we felt like I was watching a movie that I had already seen. Um, and I, yeah. you know, knew how the ending was going to be. Um, you know, we completely just put it in autopilot uh, in the second half, uh, didn't create much. Um, you know, obviously that Rafinha goal uh, probably should have counted, um, and that would have definitely made the last you know, 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, uh, easier breathing. But, yeah, definitely, um, you know, not our best performance. Uh, but, you know, it's it's good to get the three points. Um, we, we needed them. Um, I, I kind of hate – I kind of hate when, when it's like that, the matchups-wise, because um, all our rivals had already played – they had already yeah. got three points, so it's like you know you you have to win here. You if you if you do anything but win, um, just to keep pace, you know. I like it when we play, you know, the same time, roughly the same day. So it's like, you know, maybe they could drop points. You know, maybe we could gain some ground, but it's it the pressure was was totally on to just even you know keep the same pace. You know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, and um, yeah, I I agree with both of you. It was uh. It was a poor performance, but um, I mean, for sure, like like you just said, Chris, uh, you know, all we needed the three points because our all of our all of our rivals had had won the um, earlier, and uh, you know, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, anything but a win would would really would really bring us back a bit. Um, and, and honestly, I don't. I, I hate the way we when we play like this, but when we win, 
it's a bit better. I I I like nasty wins, you know, like ugly wins. I I I I don't know. I like it. It, it. If we weren't in fourth, I can say you know it's signs of a champion. But seeing as we are in fourth, I can't really say that. Anyways, um, quickly to go through some of the things in the match. Nani scores from a header in the third minute, and then uh, in the twenty fifth minute, some controversy. Uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, scores, uh, but just prior to him scoring, Diaby wins a header that comes off the bar. The ball bounces. Um, Steph, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, did the ball go out? Is it a clean goal? Um, what do you think, Steph? You said the 25th minute? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's when he scored the goal. Um, you just, yeah, 25th minute. 24, 25th minute. Or 26, I guess. And then, and then what happened? When Bruno Fernandes scored. So first it was a cross from Aquinga. Diaby hits, uh -huh. wins the header, um, okay. hits the bar, and then the ball sort of bounces. Um, they On the highlights here, they sort of show the uh, the uh, ball sort of bouncing out. Well, it doesn't seem out to me, but uh, of course, you know, to each their own. Um, Chris, so I'll, then, I'll start. Uh, I'll, what, sorry, what's, go ahead, what's, what's the complaint then? What's the complaint about that? that just part? before they had scored the goal, the ball had went out, but the referee didn't call it. Oh, okay. I because then Ristovsky wins the bounce back. Uh, he shoots it, hits the goalie, and then Bruno Fernandes just, I mean, it's not a tap in. He still had to bang it in, but, you know, from close range. Yeah, let, let Chris go first. Uh, first, let me let me see the replay. Yeah, Chris, do you remember that player? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very tough to tell um, from any of the angles that, that I remember they showed on the TV. Because um, the, the angle that you want really is the on, on line with the end line. Yeah. Um, so it's very, very difficult to tell. Um, and this is something that, you know, it's kind of annoying how, like, I don't know how many of our listeners um, watch the NFL. And, you know, honestly, they mess this up plenty of times too. But if there's not enough, replay to overturn the decision on the field then you're supposed to just stick with the decision on the field so on the field they call it a goal and then you look at it and it's if it's too tough to tell if it crossed the line or not it looks very close um then you, you keep the call on the field um you know they 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 uh they call the rafinha goal good uh on the uh on the field and then on the replay they go and look at it and then they call that back i mean i don't see how you can have those decisions from looking at those replays, having different decisions, you know, because they're both so close. They're both of them are not perfect angles either. The Rafinha goal isn't a perfect angle either, because um, you want to be right in line with the back line. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I, I don't see anything there to to, to overturn it. So, you know, I think it, it they made the right decision to to let it stand. Yeah, fair play. I, I think so too. Plus, even if it's um, if it did go out, let's say uh, there's no conclusive evidence from the from any of the videos. So in that case, I mean, you got to benefit the offense um, or, or the attacking team, the goal scoring team. Uh, in my opinion, well, that's the letter of the law, really. So um, also, yeah, Bob is 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 inches away from being offside, but he's on his arms offside, but he's yeah. Onside. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think the arm counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like good. you can play it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Steph, I'll, I'll move on to the next goal, to the Mude Dance goal. Um, it kind of came easy, don't you think? Like, who who can we blame here, really? 
Um, and, and don't just put it on one. You, you can put it on as many players as you want. Um, yeah, what, what was with that easy goal stuff? Steph, you there? Oh, you're muted, bro. There okay, you go. got it. Yeah, okay. I, instead of turning to, turning on the, the, the microphone, I turned on the, the video. <laughs> uh, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, by Solid Pacaran. Anyway, um, <laughs> like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, so it's it's been very typical of Sporting to lately to, to facilitate tremendously uh, giving up goals. I, I, you know, I mean... I don't know what's going on. It was the whole defense, really. I mean, it was like pathetic. They were ball watching. Yeah. Uh, so for me to say it was A, B, C, or D, uh, I don't even want to name anybody. But it was way too easy because the, the guy just basically tapped the ball in. So, you know, uh, I blame the whole defense, including the number six, uh, Goodell. He's got to do a better job. Uh, not even running. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got to do a better job, man. I mean, I, I miss William Carvalho. I know he's a snake. We all agree on that. Uh, <laughs> but I do miss him because he was much, much better. I'm not going to say 10 times, but I guess I just said it. Um, and I miss him because of that. We still need to get number six. Maybe the, uh, the young Dumbia. Yeah. will be the solution. But the thing is, I don't like when people rush players like that. He's young. He doesn't know the Portuguese league. And if he has a couple bad names, bad games, what happens? The fans will jump on him. Epa, no pressure, que contratação de merda, não sei mais que. So, you know, be careful. I, I think Kaiser has been careful with him, and that's the way it should be. Um, but just... That's really fair to be playing now, man. Uh, of uh, the second goal of the Brun Fernandes, nah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, th there's no one. There's there's no. Uh, it's not. It's not clear that the ball went out. Yeah. Whoever came up with that crazy idea must be haters, like always. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> fair enough. And and just before the Mourinho's goal, um, there is some or, or mate or let me ask you, Chris. Do you think there is any contact on Bazdas just before they go on to score their goal? Mind you, um, it isn't a penalty. So in that case, uh, VAR can only interfere if it is a penalty. However, he is the last man, so it could be a red card if there is sufficient contact to call that a foul. Uh, what's your opinion on that? Do you think uh, yeah. it should have taken Mourinho's goal back or not? Yeah, um, you know, stuff like that, um, you know, you saw it today. It's so selectively um, enforced. Um, I, the one that just always comes back to my mind, we still ended up losing the damn game anyways, but last year at Braga, I don't know if you remember the Jelson Martinez one, um, he got the lightest touch ever, goes down, no foul, Braga plays on and scores, and then they come back and call the goal back for a foul on Jelson. And, I mean, honestly, I didn't think it was a foul at all. You know, that Bas Doss one is more of a foul to me than that Jelson one. Um, and maybe even the one to, from today. Um, I, I just, I, it's very, it seems like it's very random when they choose to actually enforce that, um, the foul that, that, that precedes the play, you know. 
Yeah, I know for sure. Um, uh, and I'll agree with, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's even still, I don't think it's enough, uh, enough contact to really call it back and, and give the guy a red for any of that, to be honest. And, uh, Steph, last question of this match, really. Um, um, Chris has mentioned it. Uh, I'll, I'll give your, I'll ask for your opinion on it. Rafinha, um, is he offside on for our potential third goal? To me, I mean, if, if Rafinha was, uh, offside, then we have to claim that the goal uh, against Guimarães, uh, the, the Benfica goal, was also offside. It, they they equally uh, they mimic each other. It's the same play, you know. I mean, and like Chris said a little while ago about the um, the the goal, the Bruno Fernandes goal was the ball outside, wasn't it? Wasn't outside. When in doubt, then the the rule prevails, which is when in doubt then uh, the, the 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 ruling of the referee is, stands on uh, and yet you have to favor the the attack uh, in, in soccer so mm -hmm. if there's a doubt that's advantaging or attack and in this case that's what they should have done uh, i mean you're talking about a toe that's that's what they were talking about a toe are you kidding me you're gonna call that offside to Come me on. it was more of his if his upper body was leaning and that, and that's in my offside. opinion, if, and that's it, offside, no. if it was his upper body or not. Um, and but you could leaning forward. You couldn't even tell on TV at home. Yeah, no, no you I was like, yeah, 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 I was relaxing. I was like, uh, I was like, for that's team of Caralli must be related to Superman or something, <laughs> you know. I mean, but it is what it is. Against Sporting, that's always the way it is, you know. Uh, but we won the game regardless. But nah, uh, to me, it was not an offside. When in doubt, when it's dead, like millimetric, yeah. leave it alone. Leave it alone. The referees yeah. in Portugal suck. Manuel Oliveira today, he had a very poor performance. Wow. Anyway, but that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I don't think it's on. Even looking at it now, uh, even his his uh his body the way it's positioned i still think he's at best he's in line with the player um but with that being said um th this thing with var and, and it, it'll sort of touch on the benfica uh controversy um over yesterday because even though we're a sporting podcast at the end of the day you know we like to talk about portuguese football because uh you know it interests us i i think the biggest mistake that these referees are making is they're using var sort of as like uh like, um, VAR isn't a measurement tool. You can't tell. And then, of course, even with the lines, the lines are always going to be off. You, you, And they don't have the line also. No. No, yeah, exactly. They don't have the line. We do. The lines, yeah. it's, it's Sporting TV and RTP. Yeah. They put them on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my point is, uh, with VAR, like, if it's tough decisions like that, really tight decisions, like the one against Muridens and the one Benfica had yesterday against Porto, you you gotta give the like like you said the attack the benefit of the doubt. It's that tight. Like VAR isn't for you know it isn't a measurement tool. It isn't you know to 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 fucking see if a guy's toe is offside. Like for the most part, if he's onside, he's onside. That's a goal. Um. So to me, I think I think we got robbed of a goal uh, against Muridens. The same way I I also think Benfica got robbed of a goal yesterday against against Porto. But agreed, with that agreed. being said, I think I think Porto. Uh, still would go on to win it, or at least deserve the win. Um, in my it opinion, but it, it would have been a different game. Definitely. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 
I think sure. you know, you know, you guys know I'm not Benfica, and uh, you know, and that enough said with that. But <laughs> they were taking a goal, yeah. I mean, if I if if I am Benfica, I am going to scream and complain about that all day long because they they were robbed. Yes, they were. Yeah, but but and just quickly to to hit this point and then that's it is Verissimo has been you know, suspended or, or taking a leave of absence because of that mistake. Um, this, this referee, I believe his name is Rui Costa, if I'm not mistaken. Why isn't he been, if he, if, if it's true that Verissimo has been punished, why isn't Rui Costa been punished for the exact same mistake? It's just, there's certain things and certain criterias where well, we, we're Costa, either going to be consistent in, in, in Portugal, or well, we're going to admit, you know what? We're fucking, we we benefit who we benefit, and that's it. You know what I mean? Rui Costa, because of the the Rafinha goal, is that what you're talking about? I'm just comparing the two the the, the two incidents. How Verissimo, after making a similar mistake, gets uh or, or sorry, not Rui Costa, whoever VAR was for our game, even though Rui Costa went oh, to look at the, the images. Oh, guy, uh, uh, Capella, Luis Gudinho, Luis Gudinho, yeah, either but, or. But, all I'm but, saying is, all I'm saying is, there's a suspension or a castigado or a leave of absence in the Benfica game for the exact same mistake that happened a few days prior in the Spartan game. But that's which, easy. But that's easy to explain. The, the, the explanation is like this: We still won the game, so Sporting didn't make a lot of noise. We just let it go. Fair. Benfica Fair. got eliminated. They they were fighting for a final, a, a spot in a final. And basically, that's it. You're done. So, Luis Felipe Vieira Orelhas, he made a lot of fucking noise. I mean, I understand. I mean, I think I, I would be expecting my president to make the same kind of noise as well. So, th mm -hmm. there's a difference. The difference is one guy was not put on the spot because we still won the game. And the other guy was put on the spot talking about the referee because they lost the game and they didn't make it to the final. And uh, and that's why and a lot more heat and a lot more attention. Benfica on the extraguara, está em casa, pronto. Sporting e Porto, they still in the final, and the Benfica had to go home potentially because of that goal. Yeah. Well, all right. Antonio oh, sorry, Salvador today um, said that the refs um, were worth nothing. Um, so yesterday, Vieira says. Uh, this ref doesn't have you know conditions to ref anymore, and then the next day he's suspended. So let's see if uh, Luis Godinho uh, is suspended now. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, he won't. Sure. No, Manuel Oliveira. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. all I gotta say to you guys, I, I don't like to be a hypocrite. This has happened before when a referee makes mm -hmm. uh, big mistakes, even with sporting games. Now, usually the next game, the the next weekend, the next uh, round. Of, they 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 uh, they don't play. They actually put them aside when they make big mistakes, like um, or they play a smaller game, or, or a smaller game. So, I've, 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 yeah. so uh, you know, let's not be hypocrites. I've seen it done with uh, Sporting too. So you know, I I understand the, the frustration from uh, from the Benficistas because it was a clean goal. I would be pissed as well. No, like, I. I understand the frustration. I don't understand the um, how do the I treat. say it? Like the the, the, the treat exactly the treatment because treatment, yeah. you know uh, back in the day when Bruno Carvalho and this isn't a Carvalho thing or not, but even Pinta Costa when they criticize referees 
they're the ones being fined. The referees aren't necessarily being punished for it. Uh, you know, maybe they won't play a, a, a Porto, Sporting, or Benfica, or Braga game, but they'll at least have some work. They'll either work in the second division some games, or they'll referee a, a smaller first league game. Whereas now, Luis Vieira, that I know of, uh, and again, this isn't to, to attack them. I'm just saying, like, the criteria is different there. But he wasn't, that I know of, he hasn't been fined. But this referee has has been, you know, punished for it, which, you know, I think is, uh, I think the referee being punished for it is fair. I think that's what has to happen for our league to get better. But I don't think it's it should have came now after a president finally speaks up. You know what I mean? Or not finally, but when a president randomly speaks up. Because I mean, it's not I, like he's the first one to do it. The I, I don't think president's I, been complaining. I, 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 I think the I think the president will be if he could complain loudly and all that stuff and but I don't think he was suspended because of what the president of Bifika said. I think it's because of the mistakes he made and and himself when he got home, most referees they go home they they be watch the game so they can watch what kind of mistakes they made to to be better the next game mm. that and usually that's kind of a protocol with the referees so so verissimo. The, supposedly supposed to be Befiquista and all this and this and that. Well, yesterday, I guess not. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, stop, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, but you know, again, uh, the human beings, they make mistakes. You know, people are suggesting that to Porto has something to do with it. Until uh, someone, another referee fucks up a Porto game and then, hey, and then we'll say Befica had something to do with it. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is that the following: he made a mistake, and that's why there's an apath. That's why there's a liga to talk about it, to to brief about it, and then to review the the game or or those critical plays, and then make a decision. Hey, listen, I think you should stay off for a little while, lay low, because there's a lot of heat on you, and just lay low. There's nothing wrong with that. It's there's nothing wrong with that. It's been done before, and uh, and that's it. The end of it. Yeah. All right, this, fair feels, this feels different, though. Um, you know, like, the news of it, and, um, I mean, like, if, if, it, like, if it was, like, in the past, it's just kind of like, all right, let's just push this guy to, you know, Chavez Moridense, you know, and then that's the end of it. But this is, like, kind of like a, like, a, almost like a public saga, almost. I don't know. It just feels a bit... Yeah. A bit different than you know normal yeah anyways let's move on to uh to our game today braga won sporting one but we beat them four three in penalties um i'll start with their starting a lineup because they are a big team in port or they're their fourth team in portugal um they had metafauna in net uh goiano Roal silva bruno viana and nunusqueira at defense they had a sporting academy product uh ricardis gaiu uh, Claudemir, uh, João Novage, Novage, sorry, and Ricardo Reiler in the midfield with, uh, again, another former Spartan player, Wilson Eduardo and uh, Diego Souza up top. Uh, and we had Renan the God Ribeiro in that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Zacuinha, Jeremy Mathieu, Sebastian Quatsch, Ristovskia in defense, Bruno Fernandes, Gudeli, and Wendel in the midfield with Rafinha, Luis Felipe, and Nani up up front uh before i i ask you guys for your synopsis i just i want to make it clear i've never criticized Renan Ribeiro in my life I, you know just don't go looking through my twitter account or any past podcasts but i swear to god never i've always said good things about him anyways chris 
your two cents on the game, bro. What'd you think? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was always going to be a a tough game, you know, t- tightly contested. Um, it just we can see too too easily again right away asleep. It, it's 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 every game. Um, sometimes it's earlier than other times. Um, it, it's just a, it seems like at this point it's just a matter of uh, when, not if we're going to concede. Um, I, I don't even remember the last clean sheet we had. Was it that Europa League game against Astana? No, like well, I guess it was Porto zero zero, but oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I was terrible right off the bat. Um, put us in a hole immediately. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we fought back. Um, you know, both sides had chances in the first half, and uh, what you call it, Joao Mario's. Uh, brother really missed a great chance there uh you know yeah. early on as well um that would have made it two nothing inside you know 10 minutes um that would have really been difficult to come back from um but yeah um you know we we, we hung in there um Rafinha had a beautiful um you know little meg uh move there uh shot um metaphone made a nice save um and then uh you know, it went back and forth. Uh, it, w- it was a good game. Um, Rafinha also had another chance there as well. Um, he was through on the breakaway. He was caught between two minds if he wanted to, you know, chip it um, or just kind of like, uh, you know, s- you know, side foot it low, and he just kind of ended up just putting it right into Metaphonis' chest. Um, and then right at the end of the first half, I believe uh, we scored um, off the corner. Um, the Kawats absolutely uh, mugged, uh, I think his name is Raul Silva, yeah. um, off of him. <laughs> uh, terrible marking by him. Kawats just, yeah. just completely free. Bullet header, though, right in the top corner. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, after that in the second half, that's when things kind of got uh, a bit hairy as far as these, uh, these refereeing decisions. Um, so right at the beginning of the second half was the goal that they scored again, instantly, right, right off the, the locker room asleep. Um, they cross it in, um, and they score and then they go back on VAR and, uh, they, they end up calling it back for, uh, um, foul on Acuna. Um, you know, uh, I've gone back and forth. I've watched it a bunch of times. You know, I, I do think it's a foul. But there are certain angles that, when you look at it, um, it, it, it does seem a bit soft, um, especially to call a goal back. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it is the right decision. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate for them. But, I mean, it's the reality of the situation. Renan Ribeiro doesn't really look <laughs> too great either. He probably could have come off his line. He seems like he's caught between two minds there um, and then ends up getting beat. Um, but I mean, I guess it worked out in the end. Um, and then, uh, there were some chances again. Um, they, there was one that, uh, I remember specifically, it was the same guy, Raul Silva. He got free on a corner, um, put it off the bar. Um, that would have been devastating because that was in like the 80th minute, I think. Um, Renan Rubeda was completely beat. Um, he just was watching it. It hit the bar, got lucky. And then, you know, we have our own PK shout in, I think, the 86th, 87th minute um, 
on uh was it Kawat? Um I'm not too sure actually. It was either Bazdas or Kawats. I think it was Kawats actually, because he was protesting the most. I think it was Kawats. Oh um, yeah, yeah, it was it was Kawats. They pulled. They yeah, pulled they pulled his shirt. Oh, they made yeah. his legs Sorry. up. Um, yeah, to me, once again, it's he. I guess the referee didn't have the courage to basically decide the game um, on a late PK like that. Um, and you know if. I guess looking now, knowing what we know now, if Bazadas took that same PK that he took in the shootout, we would have been going to a shootout anyways. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it, it's a tough call. Um, there's a lot of shirt tugging that goes on, on on set plays like that. To me, it's more if there's the shirt tug and uh, a trip on, on his legs as well. Um, you know, to me, there's enough there for a PK. Um I don't call it. We go to PKs. Um, and, you know, one of the weirder shootouts that you're going to see. Um, we, I mean, I've seen Bazdas take a lot of penalty kicks. Um, and that is by far the worst one I've ever seen him take. Yep. He's, he's in a funk right now, and he, he couldn't even take a PK right. Um, did both teams miss their first three PKs? No, uh, we scored our third. We scored our third of the name. I think they did too, if I'm not mistaken. Right we, after Bruno we missed Fernandes. three out of the first four. Is that what it was? Yeah, because Bruno Fernandes went third and he scored. And who went after Bruno Fernandes? So they um, must have missed their first three and then scored their fourth. It was Bajdost missed. Uh, Kwatch missed. Kwatch, yeah. Bruno and Nani missed. Nani missed. And then fourth, I think. Brun Fernandes yeah. um, um, scored the third one, and then yeah. Nani missed the fourth one. And then yeah. the, fi the fifth one was uh, Rafinha, and he scored. Yeah. Do you know Do you know their first five stuff? Yes. Do, do Braga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you need it now? Yeah. Well, um, what was it? Was, was Chris right? Like, did they miss their first three? They, uh, Ricardo Horta... He missed it. Then it was uh, Paulinho. He missed Cross it. Crossbar. Yeah. And then it was uh, Murilo. He missed it. The first oh, three. So he did miss it. Yeah. Okay. And then Marcel Goiano scored scored the fourth one. Right. And then Diego Souza the fifth one. Yeah, that was right. a great right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, not a lot of shootouts. Are you, are you going to shoot first and miss your first? Um, two PKs, three out of your first four, and end up winning it. But oh, yeah. uh, we had some we had some heroic goalkeeping um, by Renan Ribeiro, and <laughs> he was. Um, it's funny because the stream I was watching uh, at that point didn't have any commentary, so it was just basically like, uh, you know, like effects, like sound effects of the game. It was just like if you were there, you know, almost. Um, and so he was screaming so loud after he saved that uh that third one i believe mm -hmm. his second save braga's third miss and i i had like my the sound on my uh tablet on like maybe like 30 percent, and it wasn't that loud but when he was screaming it got like noticeably louder on like the same sound setting so i had to like quickly turn it down but that was awesome man he was fired up and uh yeah, I was really happy for him, and um, he came up huge for us. Jefferson, 
uh, super unconvincing PK, but he put it away. I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> right under the same, goal. Same with me, bro. <laughs> uh, Rusovsky's beautiful. I, I, it yeah. was so perfect. I almost thought he put it wide. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, we did, we did what we needed to do, and uh, that's uh, – that's exactly what happened last year. Uh, we beat Porto in PKs, and then we went on to beat Stubble, uh in PKs in the final. So, you know, uh, if we beat Porto in PKs on Saturday, uh, I'll take it. Same. Same. How about you, Steph? What did you think of the game? Yeah, basically, you know, I'm going to piggyback off uh, the uh, comments from Chris. Uh, um, the, fir- the first half we gave, we gave 10 minutes to Braga, like we always do to every team. I mean... I guess we didn't warm up properly. We're still warming up <laughs> the first 10 minutes. I was like, what the fuck? Three minutes in into the game. I mean, I was uh, sitting down, uh, still settling down with my peanuts and shit and popcorn and my dog I you said something joining else, me. Steph. <laughs> huh? I thought you said something else, Steph. Oh, uh, no. Peanuts. Oh, no. <laughs> no, peanuts, bro. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, my, my dog, Maya, was settling down next to me, you know. Like was going around three times before she settles down, and boom, Braga Marco. I was like, "What the? F- Otra vez?" It's like you know, I was tweeting on Twitter, but I, I stopped. I, I didn't even feel like tweeting. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So then the, the game went on, and uh, and then like uh, Chris said, the, uh, Wilson um, Eduardo he could have scored two nothing. I don't know how he missed that, but that's a good thing he missed it. I think he half thought he was offside, so he didn't fully try. Maybe uh, it was weird. Oh, wow. yeah. That's a good thing. I'm not <laughs> complaining. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I'm not complaining. I mean, God bless him. You know. Then at minute 19, Rafinha took away you know, on the on the right side on the right wing. He uh, he fooled uh, two Braga players, and he had a beautiful kick on the uh, on the on the right corner of um, uh, post of. Uh, of uh, the goalie of Braga, didn't score, good defense by him. And then uh, Uchepel, <laughs> I mean, he could have done much better at minute 33. Um, I was expecting him to do much better. Uh, and then finally we scored off a corner kick, beautiful header by Quats. Um It's about time we scored from a corner kick. Last time we scored from a corner kick, um, it was such a long time ago. And then the second half, we played like shit. We we gave the game to Braga basically, and they could have scored a few times, and we got lucky they didn't, which is a good thing. But you know, I didn't like the pitch. I found the pitch a little bit too heavy. Like um, I don't know if their draining system is that good because uh, did you see the color of of the the pitch? It was, it was like, messed up, bro. Yeah, it looks it like, like a puzzle. It looked like a puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like so ugly, and then you could tell that the ball wasn't rolling properly. So I think that affected more Sporting than uh, than Braga because Braga is used to play in that pitch. Um, and then the the players like Acuna was exhausted. That was a good sub, actually. Jefferson played quite well uh, those uh, those minutes he was on the pitch, um, and that was a good sub because Acuna was totally exhausted, exhausted. And, um, I mean, can I blame Braga for this? No. I mean, you can't control the weather. Uh, but our players, their legs were so fucking heavy, and they were playing so shitty that we couldn't hold the ball for nothing. 
And then those passes in the midfield, like Cunha made us a, a, a few mistakes, like passing the ball right in the midfield, and he could have been a counter, lethal counterattacks by Braga, and we got lucky at times. Uh-huh. Um, but besides that, I mean, you know, was that a, a PK? Yeah, it was a PK for me. In Quatches, when he fell, were you guys listening to the commentators on Sporting TV? Not no, really. Well, I After I would listen maybe for the first half an hour, then my stream fucked off, and just like Chris, I only picked up a stream that didn't have any commentary on it. Oh, even better, same one. Better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even better, bro. Because it was. <laughs> it's foolish that put them out. They they were anti-Sporting. I mean, they were talking about. This is what they said. Realmente há um puxão, pode-se ver o puxão, mas tem que se ver a intensidade. Oh, ora bem, if, you say, if you're admitting there's a puxão, yeah. is, isn't that a penalty? I mean, stop, stop about the intensity bullshit. You have to penalize the defender. If the defender he has the audacity of pulling a t-shirt inside the box, then it's a PK. Blame the fucking defender. But don't, don't find excuses for that defender. Because you could see he pulled the T-shirt. If Quats falls because he's feeling the push, hey, como a gente diz em francês, tão mieux. It is what it is. Like Acuna felt the little touch, and then o gol do Braga foi no lado. And to me, that was a foul. Don't, don't, don't tell me that in basketball, like o, o Novaes, which I like him, actually. I think Sporting Same. should have got, gotten him from Rio Ave. Uh, he said, ah, for basketball, okay, I understand what you're saying. You might consider it a, a weak foul, but it was a foul. And the penalty, if a commentator is saying, Pushua Kimizola, you're basically saying it's a PK. It, it's, it's a PK because he's pulling the shirt. So it's, it's a simple rule. Uh, are, you, are you allowed to pull somebody's jersey? No. It's that simple. So why are you pulling the fucking jersey? So if you pull if you put in the jersey, you basically you, you the referee could could call it PK. He mm-hmm. decided not to call it PK. Okay, fine. Maybe he felt guilty because he canceled the uh, Braga's goal, but that was a good cancellation. Yeah. But to me, that was a clear PK, and nobody spoke about uh, about that fucking PK. Are you kidding me? Aquilo fosse o Benfica, absolutamente penalti. Talvez ontem não, estava no dia não. But that's it, and then the PKs, yeah. you know, it's it's a lottery, and uh, and Renan did uh, did great. Marafona, he did great as well. And then you know when you see your first your first uh, penalty taker missing the 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 penalty, the second one mi- missing the penalty taker. When you up for taking the penalty, the all of a sudden the fucking goal shrinks. Yeah, because he's like, holy shit, they all missed. What the hell is going on? So. Good, good job by Fernandes and uh, Rafinha and Litovsky and Jefferson. And uh, besides that, hey, we got luck in the penalties. But if we want to win against Porto on Saturday, we got to do much better. And I don't know, put put some fresh legs. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about quem é o agente do, do Giovanni, do Miguel Luis. We need, we need fresh legs. We need, you know, speed. Stop playing these fucking psychological games with Menzo, Egento, Giovanni, Miguel. Because I see these comments, like, it blows my mind. I just want them to play because I, I want to win trophies. I don't give a fuck who's the, who's the agent. Play them. They're good players. We need them. 
it's like it goes beyond me the the way it is in Portugal, the way they think. It's like what the fuck. But besides that, that's all. And I hope we win uh, on Saturday because I have a few British fans that will bust my balls if we don't. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I just want to quickly throw in some two cents, mainly just on the penalties. Uh, I think uh, if we if we if we really want to do better, especially against Porto, if it does go to penalties, we have to do better. Um, but this sort of reminds me of uh, just like we said last year. Um, we struggled to score our penalties. I believe William missed one last year against Porto in the semis. Uh, Kwach missed another one in the semis. And I, that might have been it, but I, I know it was a bit of a struggle in the penalty shootout. And then the following year when we went or the following uh, the following game in the finals when we when we faced Stubal, um, it was five for five. We all scored. So I'm hoping if it does go to penalties against Porto that it's the same reaction. Um, and uh, and uh, I, listen, I love the guy, but I have to admit I, I, I'm very disappointed in Baz Dost. Um, you know, he came on and did absolutely nothing. Um, not to say Luis Philippe did much, but the little that he did, uh, he did well. And, and I think one of the things that I really liked from Luis Philippe that really helped us in the first half that we didn't see enough of in the second half because he left kind of early-ish was uh, he was pressuring every ball that the defender would get. Um, there was even a play where he goes shoulder to so- shoulder with uh, Raul, um, uh, is it not José, Raul Silva or whatever his name is wins the ball back, is about to hit a counter, and all of a sudden that's a foul. That's why I can't believe that if that is a foul, what's Braga complaining about, you know, shoulder to the back pushing Acuna over? Of course that's a foul before the goal. Um, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. What I was saying was, uh, and then of course the way he misses his penalty, um, Bazdas has been, a, you know, like like Chris said, he's he's in a funk and uh, he, needs to, he needs to snap out of it quick because uh, we can't, we can't be dealing with this Bas Dost for, for much longer or else he's going to be riding the bench for a long time until he proves himself. Who do you um, start on Saturday? Sorry to interrupt. Sorry? Who do you start up top on Saturday? If it's me, I was actually going to ask you guys this question, but if it's me, I'm starting Luis Philippe and I'm keeping Montero on the bench just in case. Um, but I'll ask you guys the same question. Chris, who are you starting on Saturday? Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think Philippe's good. I mean, obviously he, but he hasn't, he hasn't played that much. Uh, he has 15 minutes, I guess, 15 good minutes against fade ends. And he has like, I guess he played like 60 minutes today. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it is like 75 total minutes. Um, I mean, it's tough to throw him into a classic Um, at the same time, Baz Dust has been very underperforming and then you have Montero coming off an injury. So it's it's very it's very difficult to you know pick pick a pick one to to play, um, you know what I I think he's gonna go with Bastos. Uh, he's gonna go with the proven striker. I mean proven in the sense that he's a proven goal scorer um, in the Primera Liga. Um, he's played in those games before. I mean he hasn't necessarily succeeded in those games, but he has the experience of playing in them. Um, and then you know if he if he if he is uh, how he's been playing, I take him off at half and I put in Luis Felipe for the second half. Um, yeah, so that's probably what I would do, and what I think he'll probably do as well. Fair enough. And Steph, I'll ask you the same thing. Who do you start on on Saturday against Porto? Um, I have no doubts. I would start with uh, Luis Felipe uh, just because uh, of what you just said. 
he did he did pressure on top, and that's what we need against Porto. We need someone to press. I, I, I love Bastos, don't get me wrong. I mean, if we can if we could find a way to put both of them playing that game, then let's find a way. But uh Bajdos, his, uh his form is not is not there. He's uh he lacks of confidence now and um uh, and I like what Luis Philippe did. Uh, he kept the pressure on the defenders. He didn't let them, you know, relax and just and just uh see see the whole field and just pass the ball in a comfortable way. He kept the pressure and that's that's who I would play. I would I would want somebody bugging the Porto defense the the whole time. And because Bastos doesn't doesn't do it. He's so that's that's what I would do because I love Bastos but his his form is is way below performance. So that would be me. And then I would put Bastos to the end if I if need be, if we can score goals. Um, I think I think he's uh, he's exhausted as well, Bas Dost. So uh, I wouldn't risk him putting from the get go. Uh, you saw how he took the PK; he missed the fucking PK. So confiance time, Bas. I would go with Luis Felipe. Yeah, for sure. And um, last question, I, I'll ask both of you, um, but I'll start off with you, Steph. Renan um, Ribeiro. I think every Sportingista has, has uh, criticized him. I've definitely criticized him. I'm not going to run away from that. Uh, but today he was the hero. Um, are we, as a, as a fan base, have we been too harsh on him, or what do you think, Steph? Well, I think uh, I think uh, the uh, all-time favorite is Maxi Maximiano, and um, I think the the Sporting fan base were expecting Maximiano to be given a shot to be the goalie. And they don't want to see Renan blocking him. Because if Renan Ribeiro, we, if we sign him and we keep him, it means Maxi won't play. And uh, most of us would like the, the the young player to be given a shot. And that's why I don't think people like him. But today, he, he, he proved to everybody he's a goalie we can trust. Uh, I mean, we had Rui Patricio for such a long time, and it's, it's difficult to to fill in those shoes you know yes. so um, it's it's not easy at all but i think i think he's a good goalie um and i think we should keep Rena and that we should keep uh, maxi uh next year uh i'm talking about season 2019 2020 of course uh salah i mean i like him but he's 34 years old so if i have to cut somebody I'll, i'm gonna cut the older one and keep the younger ones and um, but now I've liked Rene Ribeiro, um, and I think he's he's a good goalie. Uh, but yeah, shit, I mean, we had the Rui Patricio, guarda-redes seleção portuguesa, which he, he made a huge mistake by going to to the Wolves because now they're battling what to for Liga Europa, not even in the middle of. No, they are. They're they're doing all right considering. To be yeah, fair to them, but. but... They're not winning. They're not fighting for titles. That's a sure. Oh, thing. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Unless so anyway, like, uh, that's not it. even the FA Cup. Cup. Yeah. They beat Liverpool. They did. They knocked in the cup. In the cup. Oh, in the cup. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah. Yeah. That's about just it. FA Cup that they're fighting yeah. for. Um, Chris, same question to you. Um, have we been giving Renan too too much of a too much of a hard time as a fan base? No, I mean, uh, and I don't want to be, you know. I guess was reactionary either um, because uh, I mean, he was the hero in the PK shootout, um, but I don't think that that 
should make us forget about everything that's happened, even in this game alone. Um, on the disallowed goal, the second goal, I mean, he, he's, pro- he's got to come off his line there. He's, he's completely flat-footed, and he, he hesitates, and then he's just, he ends up in no man's land, and the guy comes in and heads in uh, at his near post. Well, he meets the ball at the near post and heads it to the, to the other side. But, I mean, Renan's just, you know, he's flat-footed there. Um, uh, so, I mean, I mean, and he's, he's had, he's had other moments too as well, you know, where we, we question him, you know, he, he's, he is what he is. He's, I, in my opinion, he's a average to slightly above average keeper. I mean, I definitely think that, um, you know, we can do better, but as far as this, this team right now, um, he's probably the best goalie on the team. I mean, Salon is to me a good backup, a good mentor, uh, a good translator. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, I mean, we don't really have many other options uh, unless we're going to go to the market in the next eight days and grab a goalie, which I, I don't see happening. And even if we were, we were linked to the Rewav keeper. I mean, is that really that much of an upgrade right now? I, to me, it isn't. No. No, it's not. It's not. Even no. even Muriel from Building Inns, I don't think. Yeah, well, we don't need another 30. I don't think many. Yeah. Truthfully, I don't even think Claudio Ramos from Tondela is that much of an upgrade. Not been so. great this season. No, he hasn't been great. Even last season, I wasn't too impressed with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I dropped he's a good keeper. He's good, he's good enough to be out of Tondela for sure. But yeah, um, maybe out of Braga, Guimarães, that's probably his level. I'm not sure if Sporting Porto Benfica is his level. But yeah, I agree. Anyways, yeah. Fuck, um, go 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 with Maxi. I mean, I don't, you know, my my only thing with Maxi, I think it's too soon for him. I I do <sighs> like the kid, and I hope he I hope. He gets more of a shout next season. Um, I listen. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I like I like Maxi more than Renan. I've been very critical of Renan. I'm still critical of Renan. I think he 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 needs to learn how to come off of his line a lot better. Uh, in crosses, he stays in net. One on ones, he doesn't really move forward a lot. He doesn't you know make himself look bigger uh, or or the net look smaller. He he he's not great at that. Um, but he, he is a decent stop shop, um, shot stopper. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he, he saved our ass today in the penalty shootout. He saved our ass a few times. Free uh, kick. He saved mis- the free kick. He saved the free kick as well. Yeah, for from sure. The, from the virus. Um, and then there's been other games where we're in it or we're not losing. Uh, I think it was Guimarães. We didn't lose four, five, nothing because of Renan, yeah. to be fair to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, Chris, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's. Uh, anything special and maybe like to Steph's point it's because we had Rui Patricio who um, not only was the Slef sound keeper but um, you know when he won the Euros he was nominated for a Ballon d'Or he's in the top 10 or top 20 or something so you know we had a really good good goalie and, and maybe it's that but I think it's also um, Renan, Renan could definitely be frustrating you know I think um I, I, I'll, I'll sort of play the fence. I'm not. Uh, I don't know really how to attack it, but I think you know we we do have a right to criticize Renan at some points. But I think we we do give him far harder of a time than than I think we should. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, to to quickly move on, um, I was gonna t- ask you guys what are, your, what are your opinions on the next four matches before going on to transfers and and Twitter questions. Um, so let me read them off to you. 20, the 26th of, uh, of uh, January, obviously on Saturday, we face Porto. Right after that, on the 30th, we go to Stubal. Then after that, on the 3rd of February, we play Befica at home for the uh, for the league. 
And three days later, on the 6th of February, um, we have uh, we play Befica away. Uh, so that's in a matter of 10 days, uh, if I'm not mistaken. 10 days, yeah, 10 days. We have four matches. Three of them are against our, our biggest rivals. Um, Steph, I, I, I'll, I'll throw this one to you. Um, what do you think? How much of a rotation does the team need? Do you play your strongest players or, or that are available to you? What do you think, Steph? If if I'm the coach, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a sincere uh, conversation, dialogue with all my uh, uh, players, and I'm gonna tell them I need the the freshest ones to play in each game. And uh, at this point in time, that's what you need to put on the pitch. You need to put the players that will give you the most on each game. Um, uh, I love Nani. Uh, you know, I, I love Bruno Fernandes. But if Bruno Fernandes is exhausted and he's only going to give me 50%, we have Ushik Siraldz. Why not give him a chance? He's got fresh legs, so give him a chance. If Nani is exhausted, we got Giovanni. Put Giovanni. Uh, it's you don't have to put the same players all the time. If you know these players, they're not going to give you 100%. I want on the pitch players that will give you 100% on each game. Um, so that's my take on it. It's like um, you don't have to do a rotation if a player guarantees you that, hey, coach, I'm good to go, 100% to go. You can trust me. I'm set. But if, if they hesitating and you could see they they lagging, they they're not giving it all on the 50-50 balls, then I wouldn't put them on the pitch. Or I would say, okay, I'm gonna give you 45 minutes to you, and I'll give 45 minutes to him on the second half. He'll he'll own the second half. You could do something like that. But you know, he has to do the substitutions a little bit earlier. He does them too late. Each game, yeah. I don't know if it's a it's trademark, but I hate that. You have fresh players on the bench, you use them because today that's how we're losing the midfield. Uh, Brun Fernandes was basically erventado, meu. He was done. So you know, use the players you have on the bench to refresh the team, and then each game, you know, he has to take one step at a time each game because Benfica will have to make their, their chances as well. Uh, I mean, we're talking about two cup games and one game for the uh, Liga Nos. So yeah. it, 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 it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I hope we win all three games. Uh, if if we don't win, you know, let's say if I, if I, if I get to pick one game, which one which one game would, would you like to lose? I would say I'd like to lose the one no Estadio da Luz, na Taça Portugal, 1-0. Um yep. And then win at home, 2-0, uh, of course. And, and we did uh, it last year against Porto, basically. Yeah, exactly. But it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because Benfica now they have a, a point to prove to their fans, uh, uh, you know. And um, I don't think they're willing to lose three games against us. So they're gonna give it all. So it's up to our coach to wake up and smell the coffee, and use all these players, especially the ones with uh, with fresh legs. I mean, stop being so fucking paranoid. I have to use the same players all the time because you're just burning them out and exhausting all of them at the same time. Mathieu, he, he just... Uh, why do you think he came out on the on the first half? Because the fucking guy is he's, he's exhausted. You know, I mean, if you don't if you don't trust Andre Pinto, then he shouldn't be in our team. He should have been another striker. 
the ones that we're losing for free, basically, like with yeah. the Miral. It's not a, it's, I'm not blaming Kaiser on that one. Of course, it's not. That was Sosa Sintra with his bullshit deals. Uh, with Tiago Jaló, we losing, and then we lost another. We uh, lost Kiki today that we'll talk Kiki. about in a bit. I mean, we're talking about top-notch fucking center backs that we're losing yeah. like cupcakes and for free. Yeah. And and we kept uh, Andre Pinto. Okay, you know, I don't dislike the guy, but who's our fourth uh, center back? We we sold Marcelo. He's done. He's here in, uh, in the United States, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So so our fourth option, I don't even know who it is. Who is it? Do you guys know? We don't have one. We don't have one. We don't he have doesn't one. exist. <laughs> we, we, we Unless rely... you consider like uh, Juan Queiroz from the under-23 team. Exactly. We're relying on the under-23 team, which they want to want. We're selling half of the fucking center. We've sold three already. We're not being careful. We're not being careful in protecting our own interests. But anyway, just to I wrap it up. I guess next season is what they're banking on. But Yeah. yeah. He's going to play bingo. <laughs> no, no, no basement. <laughs> okay. That. Anyway, so we lose, we lose young players. And we get in net. Very pacarale. Stories de carochinha. But anyway, to, to wrap it up, if if you wanna win against Benfica all three games, you're gonna have to have a fresh team each game, and then you are the coach. You are make you are the one making a good salary. You figure it out. You, you have the smarts for that, but use the whole team. You have 24 players. Use all 24 players and stop with this fucking stupidity of I'm talking. This is what. I heard today. I don't yeah. know if you guys heard the same thing. Luis Miguel and Giovanni. I'm like, is that is this for real? We're not using these two youngsters because we're If you want to, you know, deal with that off season, like summertime, then deal with that. But not now in the middle of the season. Play the goddamn players because we need them. And that's it. That's all I got to say. If, if we want to win against Mifika, we need the best players at that moment the one that will give you 100% on all the 50-50 balls because that's why we're losing the fucking games it's in the midfield we're not winning any 50-50 balls that's all yeah fair enough and um so we're gonna just move on real quick to to some of the transfer rumors um Chris I'll, I'll start off with you so um you know, I feel I feel personally the Sequinha move is inevitable. I think uh, mm-hmm. Zenit is going to come in with the right amount of money, and and we're gonna we're gonna say yes to it. Um, so, not asking whether we should or shouldn't move on to Quinga, but from the four um, names that that have been uh, um, rumored and, and listed coming to Sporting, I'm talking about Dalbert from Inter from Inter Milan, formerly of Guimarães, and uh, of Nice over at France. Uh, Guilherme Aranha from uh, Sevilla, who's been heavily linked with Brazil, but uh, he's also, you know, a few murmurs here and there from Sporting. Kevin Rodrigues, who I think is the, uh, uh, well, it's definitely been the loudest. Kevin Rodrigues of uh, Real Sociedad of, of the Slesson, but born in France. And, of course, the uh, Colombian from, uh, from Toluca, Christian Borja. Um, out of the four names, who would you have and who do you think is the best replacement for Aquinha? Yeah, I mean, I think all of those guys that you just listed are decent options. Um, no matter what happens, just based on how 
previous transfers have worked out and how Sporting typically likes to um, acclimate them uh, into the team before they play. We're going to get a, uh, a fair bit of Jefferson. Uh, we're probably going to push us to our Jefferson breaking point where we're going to be like, all right, it's time for X. Yeah. Um, once we get, you know, four or five games in a row of Jefferson. Um, you know, his defense has been decent recently, but, um, you know, just historically we know what kind of a player he is. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kevin Rodriguez is a good, a good option. Um, it'd be interesting to see um, what a deal for him would end up looking like, um, uh, wh- whether it'd be a year-and-a-half loan, um, what the buyout would be, um, you know, what his salary would be because he's likely negotiating a new contract before he leaves. So is it a, an elevated salary? Um, so that's definitely something to take into account. Um, I feel like uh, Dalbert um, is a, a more affordable option, um, and he's proven player in Liga Nos. Um so, he, I mean, he's not a world beater, but, I mean, he's a good um, alternative. And in the event we were to get him, I feel like it'd be sort of a uh, platoon left back with him and Jefferson as neither of them is, is you know, the definitive starter um, in that point, especially Jefferson having more experience with the team. They, I feel like they would kind of be in a, in a rotational spot. Um, I think if we were to invest in, in Borja, that would be the most serious sign that you know we're, we're investing in a left back and this is the left back we're spending you know four million on him like th- this is the guy um and we're buying him outright we're not loaning him so yeah. um yeah i mean I, I i i would be down for that investment um it, but it would suck for him to you know not pan out or not acclimate to um you know playing in europe or whatever it may be yeah, for sure. And um, Steph, uh, next question to you. Another left back. Uh, this one we loaned out, um, you know, to Laganes with an option to buy. Obviously, I'm talking about Jonathan Silva. Um, rumored that uh, he, they are going to uh, accept the loan. We have gotten a f- bit of money for him so far. Um, trying to pull up the tweet here. Um, one sec. There it is. Um, so it's a three million option to buy. They're 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 it's looking like that they're going to purchase it in, in January. They've already given us 200,000 and a hundred thousand after 15 matches. And we're supposed to get another hundred thousand after 25 matches. Um, Steph, is this a good move for us is, uh, or do you think Jonathan Silva could have, could have done something in this squad? Well, he could have done something in the squad, but now it's too late. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, if, if I'm Jonathan Silva, I don't want to come back to Sporting. I mean, we burned him so many goddamn times. Yeah. He uh, he never felt welcome in our team. So uh, we were expecting the world from him, and that never happened. So he missed the window. So he moved on. So let him move on. Uh, that's it. Fair enough. And uh, I'll keep the, the questions of left back going, um, Steph. This one will also be to you. We loaned out Lumor to Gostepi, I believe is their name, in uh, Turkey, uh, the same team that uh, the goalkeeper Betu is from. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, he was never given a fair shot. I, I don't get it why. Uh, yeah. uh, he came from Portimonense. I know Brun Carvalho bought him. Maybe that's why, because Viviano, that was the case. Yeah. And it, it, that's, that's embarrassing. Uh, when you can, you know, you you 
you can mix uh, your feelings or how you feel about certain players because of the era of Rund Carvalho and you're not giving them a shot. Don't tell me it was Kaiser. I mean, the Kaiser didn't even know him. And uh, when he first came to Sporting Lumor, he played a couple games. And he gave me a good impression. He didn't unlearn everything. He, he, he knows how to play football. So to me, it's disgusting what they did to the young man, not giving him a fair shot. I, I don't know. He didn't seem to be that terrible to me, unless you guys have a different opinion. No. I, I just don't think he was given a fair shot. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about Castanhas. I'm talking about Lumod. Castanhas, everybody's on the same page. Yeah, he sucks. We know that. <laughs> yeah. But Lumod, come on. I, I, I swear to God, eu não sei por que não gostaram do rapaz. Yeah. Preseason, he looked good. He even played a couple games. Um, maybe I thought so too. A month ago. I mean, he wasn't oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't. Anyways, um, last one. Chris, I'll, I'll throw this one to you. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was you that, that did the tweet out. The saga is done. <laughs> Stefan Storaro is definitely not coming back to Sport or coming to Sporting, not coming back, not coming to Sporting. He's being loaned out to Genoa. Um, what are your thoughts? And, and yeah, basically, what are your thoughts? That is one of the more bizarre situations that I've ever seen play out. Um I actually saw a very funny tweet um, about this, and uh, it was relatable because he's on our team in FIFA. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I've been using him in FIFA. He's a pretty good, uh, you know, center mid CDM to plug in there on, when you're playing with Sporting on FIFA. And I was like, I, <laughs> I do the same thing sometimes because he's better than fucking Gudeli. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, he had like minor, uh, uh, hamstring surgery in like September, uh, and he was supposed to be out a month. Um, it, here we are like six and a half months later and the guy hasn't played. Um, it'd be interesting to see, um, what happens. Um, it's first off, it's why did he never come? Cause if he's signing yeah. for Genoa and he's going to play, um, Th then w w what the hell's he been doing the, this this whole time? Have we have we been paying him? Um, did we pay for a loan? Are we gonna get our money back? I I, I really some shady business going on there. Yeah. Um, I, I saw someone suggest that maybe um, since Juve owed us since we had like five percent of Ronaldo's pass when they uh, uh, bought Ronaldo, they owed us some money, um, a couple million. Um, so that was the trade-off, but I mean, the guy never fucking played. So, I mean, give us 5 million then, you know, or 3 million or whatever it was, um, yeah. or give us another player, um, that can actually play. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I, we may not ever know the, the, what, what happened. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he's, he's right in the Genoa squad right away and playing and, um, see if he actually has anything to offer. Um. Because, I mean, in, in, as far as his career, it seems like it's a regression for him in, because he came from Genoa to Juventus, and he was linked yeah. to all these big teams, uh, eventually got loaned out to Sporting, um, never never played, and now he's going back to Genoa with it looks like a loan with obligation to buy. Um, so just going back to the you know smaller team in Italy he came from. So, um, you know, his career, I mean, looks like it's on like a you know, slightly backwards trajectory. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how the rest of his season 
plays out. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to get some answers um, as to what what the hell happened. Maybe he'll you know, give a tell-all interview or something. But yeah, it's is weird, man. Yeah, for sure. And um, I hope I hope uh, we eventually find out whether we have or haven't wasted any money on him, because um, it's definitely annoying if we did. Um, anyways, let's move on to Twitter questions. Um, we have five of them. Um, first one is actually coming in from my brother. Um, so you can follow him at David F. Saldana at Twitter. Uh, I don't know if he wanted me to say that or not, but I don't give a fuck. He'll Go take follow him. followers. <laughs> uh, anyways, he asks, um, and, and keep in mind the, the four fixture lists that we have next. Porto, Stubal, Benfica, and Benfica. He asks, when do you think Gerald will get some minutes? Um, Steph, I'll throw that your way. I mean, I think he, I think he, they, he should get some minutes ASAP because you could see that uh, you saw it today. Bruno Fernandes didn't do much, and it, 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 and I don't blame him. It, it, they just running him down to the ground, like they and did now, last year. Yeah, and uh, how much? And and then this is what's gonna happen. Us fans, we're gonna be impatient. And then instead of recognizing that this guy's been playing 90 minutes plus 90 minutes plus 90 minutes, we're going to say, forgetting that he's been playing every single game. So Gerald is back, and Gerald is, is uh, as, as good as uh, Bruno Fernandes. Don't tell me Bruno Fernandes is a great defender midfielder because he's not either. So mm-hmm. he's gotten better. I'll give him that much. And Shikshiral has to do the same thing. He has to adapt to to uh, today day and age uh, football, which is not only play offensively, but you also have to play defensively. And again, if you have to to make that position, that number ten, number eight position, if you have to give forty five minutes to to Bruno Fernandes, okay, you're gonna get the second half. You're gonna get the first half. If you have to do it that way, then do it that way. I don't care, but. Now you have Sigurdsson, which I think is equivalent to Bruno Fernandes in the midfield, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not defensively, but that's up to the coach again. That's why we have a coach and an assistant coach and another assistant coach. I don't know how many assistant coaches we have, but it seems like now in football there's like ten assistant coaches, which I think it's too many anyway. Uh, but to make these players better, to perform better. Anyway, so I think uh, rather sooner than later. Fair. Very agree. Um, Chris, next question goes to you. It's from um, House of Paiva at mpaiva7 on Twitter. Um, He asks, would you sell Dost at the end of the season and start new season fresh with a new striker or keep him around or keep him and build um, build uh, around him for another season? Yeah, that's a a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough question. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I'm, gl- it I'm is. glad you got it. <laughs> I didn't fully read it, and then I read it, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to be reactionary right now and be like, yeah, you know, screw this guy. He hasn't shown up in three games and get him out of here. You know, he's still got eight days to get him out of here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think yeah. that's short-sighted. He's, you know, one of the best players. Um, in Liga Nos over the past two seasons, he scored a, his goals to games ratio is is ridiculous. Um, it's, it's 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 you can't forget that or you know not account that. 
Um, he, he, he has been a goal machine. Um, he's just been disappointing for, you know, three games. So, I mean, I, I think he'll get out of it. Um, yeah. You know, but at the same time, um, if, if someone comes, shows up, you know, you know, 40 million, it, it's, it's tough to say no to that. Or, you know, 30 million, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I don't even know what, what his market would, would look like um, or what kind of teams would be interested. I mean, they, they, Real Madrid was floated, um, you know, two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, I would, I would, if someone called, I'd pick up the phone and, and at least, you know, you know, hear what they, you know, what they were, you know, had to say. He, I mean, he's not untouchable, that's for sure. Um, yeah. He's also, he's, he's 30, 30, 30, 29, 30. So, I mean, he's not a kid anymore. I mean, if you're going to make money off of him, I mean, now is your window slowly closing um, to maximize his profit. Um, so it's definitely something that they'll have to study um, over the summer for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it depends also um, what, what Kaiser wants to do um, you know, going forward, what type of striker he wants. Um, cause who knows if, if Montero uh, will be around next season either. Um, I, I think Philippe will, will definitely be around. Um, but we mean, we, we could be needing, you know, two, three strikers ne- uh, next season. So maybe be interested to see how, um, how that goes. Um, but I mean, if you sell DOS, you, you do, you do likely end up with a, you know, a decent chunk of cash, to, uh, chunk of cash to, to play with. Um, yeah. uh, to build the rest of the squad, including replacing him. Yeah, for sure. I, I think if the, if the right price comes in, then for sure. But um, unless unless the price is, which which is possible. I mean, England love a striker like Dost. Um, you know, so uh, I, I think oh, yeah. a, a few, a, quite a few rich teams in Europe can use a guy like Baz Dost. So English definitely. Pay, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. The English especially would pay. So. Um, anyways, um, Steph, next question goes to you. It is from Sporting CPU at Sporting CPY uh, on Twitter. He asks, I know we didn't uh, see him right uh, now, but do you think Adrissa Dumbia is good enough as CDM or do we need one more? Um, your player, the C. Okay. So this is a, lo- this is a few part question. So ask, uh, I'll ask Chris the next question. So um, what do you think, Steph? Do you think Dubia is good enough to start, or, or does he need more time? To tell this, I mean, it's tough to tell, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, the last time he played was the twelfth of December, apparently. Yeah, so it's been over a month. So I think rushing such a young player, you might break him. So mm-hmm. I mean, you he comes from a different championship. He doesn't know the Portuguese league at all. Uh, he, now. He's getting to know his teammates. He's a very young player. Do you want to just put him in and throw him to uh, to the wolves just like that? Yeah. You gotta. I hate to say, it, but you, you, if you're expecting this guy to perform well at the uh, capability we think he's capable of, you have to take it easy. You can just rush uh, such a young player like that. Then by concept, como what's his name, Paulista. Yeah, um, we never gave him a fair shake, and then he was gone on the loan. Uh, he's and he back, was... by the way, right? Say again. He's back, isn't he? Not yeah, yet. But I think I think he's gonna play for the under twenty threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. supposed to be back. Yeah, 
post event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I I like what I've read, but I I never seen him play to tell Fair. the truth. So Steph, uh, uh, he also goes on to asks uh, to ask, what do you think if Dumbia can't play? Um, do you think we can play Miguel Luiz uh, or Bruno Fernandes CDM as the six or Wendell? I, I'd say more Wendell than Bruno Fernandes. Let's say, would you say, would you either put maybe Miguel Luiz, Miguel Luiz or Wendell playing as a six, or do you still do you think we can still keep Budeli in there? But that's the thing. I don't think uh, Miguel Luiz is good enough to, as a number six. He's too small, mm-hmm. and 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 that's the a number six. I picture someone like. Uh, um, like I mean, hey, we've been used to we've been used to William and like the knee lose and shit like that for Slash Sound. So I, you know, those tall, powerful figures that will win the ball back and move the ball well. Um, and then uh, who, I think who, that's what you're who, going for. Yes, exactly. And then we have a kid called Brun Pash in the under twenty. Yeah, Brun Pash. Yeah, I like him. I think Same. I think he should be given a fair shot. I love yeah. him to be honest. He's a really good player. Yeah, I think he's got those kind of capabilities, and I don't know why we're taking so long to to give him a chance. Yeah. I mean, Petrovic, we trust him defensively, and that's why we use him towards the end of the game to close the gate. And uh, so Petrovic is a good number six, only for defensive purposes. When Sporting is winning one nothing or two one, vamos meter Petrovic para portão, and that's the only time we're going to use him. Offensively, we don't trust him that much. Gudelci is supposed to be a good defender and good and, and good uh, um, uh, offensive uh, offensive midfielder, but right. so far it's proven that he can do two consistent games in a row. He's, no. he, he might have a good game, and then the second one he'll play like shit yeah. because he can't handle ninety minutes on top of ninety minutes. Every three days we play in a game, so we need two good number sixes. Uh, and then uh, for now, I, I only see Brun Paz. Miguel Luis to me is not a number six. He's more of a number eight. He's too small. I mean, he could prove me wrong, of course, but for some reason, he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd agree with you. And I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. And I think Gudeli's biggest problems are defensively because offensively, he's all right on the ball. He's not fast. Um, Anyway, oh, he also asks last part of the question. I'll ask Chris this. Um, who's your player of the season as of right now, Chris? Player of the season? Yeah, if you had to pick one. Um, perhaps Matthew. Hmm, good shout, actually. Fair play. Um, He's done well. I yeah, agree with you, though. Um, you know, Fernandez had some great performances as well, and I saw For him. Sure. He's had as many goals as he had all of last season, and he's only basically uh, a little over halfway there. Yeah. Um, so definitely, statistically, he, he's definitely on pace. Um, so yeah, uh, but you know, Matthew's been 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 an anchor back there, it's been very solid. Um, scored that banger of a free kick to yeah. three points in that two 0 comeback. Yeah. Um, so I mean, his performances lately have been fresher in my mind for sure. But I mean, he's he's always solid. No, I, I'd agree with you there. And uh, even though Quats had a great game, I think Matu has been like, like like you said, the best defender. I, I'd agree with you. That's a great shout for a play. Um, last question comes in from Kevin Aru- uh, from Kevin at Kevin One and Aruj Six. Um, this is actually a really good question. Um, what one former player? And we'll say excluding Cristiano Ronaldo because that would make it too easy. What <laughs> one former player would you bring back to this team now? 
Uh, Steph, I'll start with you. Now, uh, Jean Mario. Mm, great shout. Uh, Chris, how about you? This is kind of a fun question. I'll ask all of us. I'm trying to think of mine. Yeah. Uh, hmm. You know, it. I guess this this would discount all like uh, you know everything that happened, but you know it would <laughs> would be really nice to have our our goalkeeper back. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. I mean he's only been gone for you know uh, you know half a season, but uh, you know he he's been you know turning some heads in England. I mean he's kept up his level of play. Um, I mean he's he's still a great goalie, and it, it I guess you don't really realize. You know, you take for granted, you know, having a, a, a you know, world class keeper back there, um, until all of a sudden you don't have one anymore, and it's, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking about it more when you know, th- you have some questionable, um, you know, decisions or or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, uh, he definitely would be nice uh, to yeah. have. Back. Yeah, I I think. Um... Just so I don't go for William, I think I'll go for uh, Fabio Rochenbach. But he's been, he'll be playing as a six, um, <laughs> mainly because I loved Rochenbach growing up. No, you talking, one... You're talking about uh, 10 years ago? Bro, I'm talking about, yeah. You know, the oh, shit. Play in the world, bro. You could have said Mari oh, Zardel, Mari Nicolai, I'm anywhere. Ta- I Let's say he's talk- in their prime. Okay, Steph, I'll, I'll shoot it again. Let's say they're in their prime and they can play for us right now. Who would you pick? You're talking about any player from any any decade? Yeah, he said any ex sporting player. So it doesn't have to be now. Okay, so then uh, I, I mean I, I'm still gonna keep Joe Mari, but For then sure. we're talking about uh, Manuel Fernandes, okay. uh, good good uh, Jardel. I you I know mean, what I have Jardel as, as a striker. You know, of, solid. of course. I mean, we're talking about now a different ball game. Uh, Uvox, the great uh, center back we had. Yeah. Um, Uric, Even Anderson Polga, bro. I fucking loved Anderson Polga. Yeah, great center back. Yeah. Even Jordan. 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 Fucking yeah. Captain America, that year and a half that he was with us. I can't pronounce his last name. I fucking love that guy. I don't know why we sold him. Costa? Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah. Costa? I mean, you. we couldn't Acosta's go. another one. We couldn't go on and on. I mean,. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. We had the Jean Magalhães and the, 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 uh, Antonio Souza when he came yeah. to Sporting from Football Porto. Porto até o João Pinto, que veio do Benfica para o Sporting. He played well for us, man. Yeah, he had an amazing year. Até o Gomes, do Porto. When Porto kicked him out by mistake, and then uh, he was the uh, uh, he won the title of the, the best uh, scoring goals, yeah. So mm, speaking of sorry, I just remembered another keeper. Speaking of keepers, Peter Schmeichel would be another one. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Anyways, um, before we shoot it off to Mudalidad, I actually messed up. I was supposed to do this in the beginning, but I totally forgot. Steph, if you can quickly model the uh, the hat that you're sporting currently, um, I'll make sure to put the picture up on Twitter. Um, guys, we do have merch now uh, on spreadsheet dot uh, com. The link is all, is on Twitter. Uh, pinned to our Twitter account. Go have a look at it. Um, it's cool stuff. You can change the color to it. Um, yeah, Steph, mostra lá a cara e fala-me mais um bocadinho, man. Eu não vou mostrar a cara que é muito feia. But here's the hat. Hey. You know, this is the hat. Cool hat. 
You saw it on, on Twitter a couple of times, the jersey, the T-shirt. I got the, I got the T-shirt. You got the T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, I actually got it right here. Um, let me see if I can turn this on. Yeah, it's pretty comfortable, too. Is this on? Turn. I'm showing yeah. up as a black screen. Yeah, yeah you have to dark. turn on the light, yeah. Isn't that dark in my room? Yeah. I don't know what you're doing in your room, bro. <laughs> I'm definitely not <laughs> in a romantic vibe in as we do the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen your face before. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's because my, my brightness was so low. That's what the problem was because my, uh, my, my laptop's on 6%. <laughs> so this is the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is still in the mail. It's not. It's not here yet. Yeah. So basically, it's on uh, spread uh, spreadshirts.com. Yeah. So if you Google spreadshirts, it'll come up, and then on the search uh, little box, you can you can simply just uh, type in Sporting One Sixty, and then all the um, available items will come up, such as T-shirts, uh, baseball caps, um, uh, sweaters, uh, even mugs. Uh, you have also the uh, phone covers. You have, uh, I mean, it's it's an amazing website, and it has some. The squares are kind of pricey, but then everything else is kind of affordable. Um, and uh, this is to to support not only Sporting One Sixty from Portugal, but one uh, Sporting One Sixty EN, which is our podcast and our Twitter account. Uh, people don't realize how expensive things are, like buying microphones and headphones and stuff like that. So it's going to help us out a little bit. And uh, if you can support us, that would be great, and we'll, we'll appreciate it. So just take a look and see if you like it. Um, you don't have to commit to anything. It's mm -hmm. really easy. You just go over there, and like you you buy anything for yourselves, and you click and you pick what you want, and uh, the website does everything. You just have to type in your name and uh, the form of payment, and they'll ship it to you. And I mean, it took us it, a week, wasn't it, Chris? It was quick. It was quick. Yeah, it was less than a week. Yeah. So I like the mugs. They they look fucking phenomenal. And um, and I put a bunch of stuff. I just kept on clicking. I'm like, hey, shit, select all. So <laughs> yeah. So so go check it out and see if you like it. And. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you will. You can actually change the colors. Uh, you could have a green T-shirt with the design or white T-shirt, a white sweater. Um, I didn't even know we could switch the colors. So it's an amazing site. It, it makes everything so simple. So the shipping, they handle everything. So as, as soon as you pay, bang, they, they handle everything else. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so, Steph, really quick, say, say, uh, mention how they can get it again if, if they need, if they want. The website is called Spread Shirts. Uh, spread Shirts. So if you Google, that's what usually what people do. They yeah. They Google Spread Shirt, and then it'll come up. And then on the search bar, you just have Sporting One Sixty, and every every everything will come up. It'll show, it'll show up little tabs for male, ladies, kids, accessories. And you click on the tabs, and then you, once you play with it, you'll see it. By the way, I mean, yeah. most of our uh, listeners are pretty smart. I mean, it's I would say all of them. Well. I would <laughs> <tell>. <laughs>
Say um, it again. It's, yeah. it's it's the it's the link is in our uh, our pinned tweet. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. And I, right. I've been I've been tweeting in like once a week, so people don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, and we'll keep it tweeting, guys. So, um, anyways, thank you to everybody who has purchased. Um, and um, yeah, if you guys if you guys have some money to to spare, some money to waste, that you want this <laughs> cool stuff. To be honest, like it's not even really anything that'll fill up our pockets to be honest with you no um, it's, it's, it's uh, but it's it, stuff it's it's pretty cool it, it you know it means it means the world to us you know it, it shows us that you know we got a backing and a support and you know we for sure appreciate everybody that does buy it just as much as those that don't you know there's no no real pressure to it you know? no yeah exactly this is not an obligation not at all you buy mm-hmm. if you want to if you don't want to you don't have to i mean please no yeah yeah exactly Anyway, Steph, if you don't mind going through the modalidades before we uh, call it an episode. Okay, yeah. So the modalities um, the um, in football, under-17, Sporting won 5 nothing against Lidia, so we remain in first place. Under-19, we won away against uh, Alcanes at 2-0. Uh, we remain in third place. Um, under-23, we won uh, against... Uh, Football Club Bulldogs, uh, 2-1, which is good. So now we all tied up with Riwav and Befica with the same 43 points in first place. Uh, ladies, and I will mention this just because it bothered a lot of people on Twitter. Uh, we lost against Befica 10-0, the Sporting B team. What people failed to realize, including Ebola and Record and all these stupid fucking newspapers, it's that our team, the average of uh, of our ladies playing was 16 years old. We had 15 years olds playing, 16, 17, 18, and 19. So to make a big deal like a ball of fish, they, uh, the, 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 the title was Slindraron Sporting. Most of the Befica players, they are from Brazil. They're international players. They play in their international teams. So to brag about a, a team that has, Befica has a great team in the second division. They're in first place and they're dominating. They, they, they're winning against everybody by 10 nothing and 5 nothing and so on. They've won like 20 nothing. Yeah. So to brag about beating our young ladies by 10 nothing, it's an embarrassment to our Portuguese media. A total embarrassment. They forgot to mention that they were playing against Juvenis, against under 17. Under 15 and under 19 players, but that's why I wanted to give a shout out to our girls. They, they they played the best they could against senior players, and they did a great job. They have a bright future ahead of them. So shout out to them. In the meanwhile, our senior team, uh, in the same day, they won three nothing against the Ukraine. That's why our senior team didn't play against them because they were winning again for Portugal against the Ukraine. Uh, futsal, we. We bounce back from uh, that defeat in penalty kicks against Electrico for the for the Cup League. We won uh, against Burinosa four two away, uh, so we remain in first place behind Benfica. Um, Okin Patins, we achieved the quarterfinals of Tasa uh, da Europa. We won six four against AC uh, Liceo. Uh, from Spain, so that's great. Uh, we still have two games left, and we already qualified to the quarterfinals of that competition, international competition. So that's awesome. Volleyball, surprise, surprise, we lost. 
We lost in uh, in Turkey three nothing against Ankar. So everyone thought that uh, Sporting is done. We're not gonna come back. We're not gonna bounce back. Guess what? You're wrong. Sporting won at home four nothing, and Sporting moved on to the quarterfinals of that international competition and volleyball. Great for them. That was a great great game. Too bad it was the same time as Sporting. That that's the only thing that sucked. Um, then in the uh, Portuguese league, uh, volleyball again, Sporting won uh, 3 nothing against Cairo. And then we went to Vienna Castelo, and we won against Vienna 3 nothing. So we remained solid in first place. Ladies, uh, volleyball in the second division, we won against, uh, at home, Nupergan Jean Rocha, 3 nothing against Infesta. And they remain in second place. In first place, you have Avs. Um, so it's very competitive. And uh, that's all I got. That's it for Modalidad. All right. And oh. um, sorry. Oh, and uh, Vivo Sporting. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take All right. And, and that is come to the end of our podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody that's joining in. Special mention to uh, Zepredo, who was on our um, chat earlier. Uh, I think he's probably left now, or unless he's just really quiet. And also to the famous Ozzy Tuga, a.k.a. Jose Costa Jorge, all the way from uh, Australia. Says it. Yeah, Australia. I know, but I want to do the from Wallingong, NSW Australia. Thanks for listening, buddy. Um, anyways, guys, um, that's it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Remember, guys, it's Spartan160 underscore yen now. Um, go check out the merch on Spreadshirt.com. Um and yeah guys let's let's hope for a uh, a a Sporting win this weekend against Porto and then hopefully a Sporting win against Stubal. Um and yeah, Viva o Sporting Clube Portugal. We're in a final this weekend, baby. Let's yeah. uh, win a fucking trophy. Let's go. Ah man, sinto de cagado e o caralho, vamos ganhar aquela merda, meu. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>